Just when you thought the SEC was done harassing crypto projects for the year, Chairman Jay Clayton dropped the hammer on Ripple, stating that the company offered illegal security. As a result, the price has tanked. Not so for Bitcoin, as $29,000 is looking good and the magical $30,000 level is not too far behind. This is Bitcoin's longest winning streak since 2019, and whales are jumping on board at an unprecedented rate. An NFL player is receiving half of his salary in Bitcoin. Many are wondering if an altcoin season is on the way, and we've got a big announcement regarding a partnership with one of the top dApps on Dapp Radar. This is our last show for 2020, and we can say that we're looking forward optimistically to 2021, as New Year's are a time for reflection, release, and anticipation for what comes next. And if we're looking at things sequentially, what's next is this, Bad News episode number 474 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, Who's bad? Welcome to the last show of 2020. We're glad you're here. It's the last show ever in this year. Oh, yeah. Like, don't curse us. Because, like, we'll finish recording this and I'll be like, we got to record another one now just so, you know, the show's not cursed. Oh, no. Okay. All right, well, here we are. We're recording shows, and this is an interesting one because it's the last one ever of this year. At Crypto number 474, I'm Joel Kahn, that's Travis Wright, and this is our weekly news roundup episode where we cover news stories from the week in crypto and blockchain. Some things we cover, some things we don't. We can't cover everything because listening to us, you know, 24-7, and even I don't like listening to myself 24-7. Yeah. That's the case. We just need to be on that one app that says that audio app of all time and just talk about everything. Maybe we'll talk about some of that. I think we will talk about We'll talk about the Clubhouse app a little later because we've got some exciting news about that. But right now, before we get into the news, talk about the Lattice Exchange because Travis has words. When you're trading the cryptos, you need to have an exchange to trade your cryptos on. And decentralized exchanges are ones that don't have a company, right? They're, they are decentralized, which is good. It's not a centralized business. And transparency is one of the benefits of using those decentralized exchanges. There's a really interesting one that's up and coming called Lattice Exchange that is built on the Constellation Hypergraph Network. Very secure, very robust. Very low fees to no fees at all, and lightning fast transactions. They also have the LTX token, and you can go check this out. Because Lattice is built on Constellation, it is going to provide the same speed, power, and security that the U.S. military trusts with Constellation's hypergraph. You know, that's pretty cool. Military-grade blockchain is here. It's called Constellation Hypergraph, and Lattice Exchange is built on top of that. So go check it out. Uh, Lattice, L-A-T-T-I-C-E dot exchange. And you can go check out their Telegram as well. Get to know what's up and get on the ground floor of this DeFi thing. And there you have it. Lots of news coming your way. It's so close, you can feel it. Do you have tinglies? Let's go. I may or may not be in Denver right now. 
Well, I'm not. I'm actually in Florida at this very moment. So timestamp 5.25 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on December the 30th, 2020. And we are at CoinGecko.com where we go to see the crypto market prices. The total crypto market cap is $769 billion with Bitcoin dominance of 69.5%. And if I remember correctly, Trav, the all-time high for the crypto market cap back in 2017 was $850 billion. Does that sound about right? Yeah, I think $840 billion was the, was the, was the uh, number of reckoning, if I recall correctly. The number of the reckoning. Yeah, so the the market cap is creeping back up to its all-time high. Bitcoin almost touched 29,000 at the time of this recording, currently sitting at 28,770. Ethereum on a roll. I saw it hit 750 briefly. It's $745 right now. Tether, 0.997. XRP in the tank, down 53% this week at 21 cents. We'll talk more about that soon. Litecoin, 127. Polkadot, 725. Bitcoin Cash, 354. Cardano, 18.3 cents. Binance Coin, 37.65. And rounding out the top 10 this week, just ahead of the USD coin and wrapped Bitcoin, is Chainlink at 11.24. Yeah. Now, before we get into that, I want to just actually uh, share, before we talk about the big winners of the week, Really, we know the big winner of the week is Bitcoin. But what's interesting, there's a website called CompaniesMarketCap.com. It will show you the top, you know, top companies in the world. Number one, obviously, is Apple with $2.27 trillion in market cap. That's just like, holy cow. Saudi Aramco, that's another one. And number two, Microsoft, Amazon, you know, all the main players there. But number 10 is a company called Berkshire Hathaway. And it has a market cap of $539 billion. But I would warn you, it is rat poison squared. Bitcoin <laughs> right now is getting very close at $534 billion in total market cap. And just Bitcoin alone, Berkshire Hathaway number 10 is at $539 billion. And so it just passed a company called TSMC. It recently passed. Passed Samsung at, at 489, uh, 481 billion. It passed Visa at 481 billion. Also, Johnson and Johnson. It passed them. It passed Walmart, J.P. Morgan Chase, Mastercard, Procter and Gamble. Like literally, there's only ten companies in the world that have a greater market cap than Bitcoin right now. Berkshire Hathaway, number nine. Alibaba, Tesla, number eight. Ten Cent, number seven. Facebook, number six, Alphabet, Google, number five, Amazon, Microsoft, Saudi Aramco, and Apple. And once it hits that, folks, that's it. And Bitcoin is the sole, it's the number, it's basically the number 11 right now, very close to number 10. I think that's pretty cool. I think it's very cool. It's not, you know, obviously Bitcoin is not a company. This is just to kind of to give you perspective. And it's not going to be long before Bitcoin overtakes all the rest of them in total market cap, including Apple, right? It's just, you know, as long as Should there's be. nothing janky that happens, I'm sure uh, in, in uh, pretty short order, that's going to happen by short order. I mean, the next you know couple of years or so. So climbing up the market cap charts with a bullet at number 11 is Bitcoin playing my song. <laughs> The big winner yeah. for the week, Travis, when we look at the seven-day market cap, is a new entry called Basis Share. It's $867 a coin. 
with a market cap of $179 million, up 365% over the last seven days. I have no idea what it is. Yeah, neither do I. I hear number the second biggest winner. I know these guys really well because I had, we had, well, I had about 20,000 of these tokens. I sold at 11 cents. Um, and it was up 83%, 83% more Celsius network all the way up to $5 and 59 cents. So I missed out on a 50 X. Good job, Travis. I'm really good. We are not financial advisors, folks, especially <laughs> me. Zilliqua up 55.5%. Theta network, which is another one of those companies we've been talking about. We actually stream our show on Theta all the time. It's up 48% this past week, all the way up to a dollar 60. When we were talking about this originally, it was like 10 cents, wasn't it? Yes. It Something was, like that. It Maybe was even low. less than 10 cents. Mm-hmm. A lot of crazy stuff going on. Blockstack up 42%. Polkadot up 41%. Terra up 31%. And ThorChain up to $1.18, up 28%. So there's a lot of winners. Even VeChain back in the day up 24%. And then, as you mentioned, Bitcoin up 21% this past week. Uh, there's not a ton of big losers actually for the week in the top 100. There's you know a handful of them between 10 well, and 20. <laughs> but the one big loser for the week is XRP, the number fourth crypto in market cap, and it's down 53%. Currently sitting at 21 cents. I Chihuahua. I think after hitting a high about two weeks ago, I'm taking a look here to see what it actually was. If I go back 30 days, it looks like the high point was around 67, 68 cents. So it's down 65% in the last month. And we will go into why that is in a little bit, but we're going to focus on Bitcoin first because that's where the, the big story is. And it appears that whales are buying Bitcoin more aggressively ever since Christmas. This is what they're seeing from the, the data. So those that have a high net worth are going in to eat up the supply of Bitcoin more and more. Yeah, that's going to keep up, keep driving up the price. Now, there was a really interesting uh, tweet that Ken Bosak said the other day. He was all like, somebody was t- talking about alt season, and he made a comment like, well, you know, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, whales and, 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 and institutional investors aren't going into altcoins. They're going into Bitcoin. So altcoin season could be a big myth. I mean, there might not ever be a big altcoin season until – that project turns into something that's valuable, right? That actually is a winning project. Those are ones over time that could potentially become excellent. But people are, you know, these uh, main institutional investors and individual investors and and billionaires and these type these people with these large capital, uh, they are going into Bitcoin and it's driving that price up and up and up and up. And where's the top? Do we know? I don't know where the top is. You know, Ryan Selkis tweeted this a few days ago when uh, when Bitcoin um, was about twenty six and a half. He said Bitcoin's first twenty three hundred dollar candle took eight and a half years. It's done that again today. And he just, you know, he showed the massive leap that Bitcoin went from twenty four four hundred to twenty six seven hundred. Uh, you know, in, in really less than a day it was like and we talked about this before that you know we saw this in 2017 that bitcoin would move a few hundred dollars but then when it started taking off it go whoop up a thousand whoop up another thousand up there's two thousand and look how quickly we've gone from that all-time high 
from 2017 of 19,600 or so, here we are, we're, we're almost $10,000 more than that already. Mm. Almost $10,000 more than that. Yeah. And so, you know, there's another article here by Andrew Thurman. It's like, is it, is it, are they going to blow off the top? Is is it 30,000 going to be at the top? There's a lot of traders that are talking about Bitcoin's end of year fate. Now, another thing that you actually mentioned the other day that I thought was a pretty smart take was the fact that, um, you know, you said, hey, you know, most people probably are, you know, aren't, aren't going to sell until after the year. And then because of tax purposes, maybe they're going to sell in January. So there could be some people in early January that are taking some profits and the price of Bitcoin could go down a bit. And then you also have the Chinese New Year that happens every year where, you know, some of the cryptos goes down a little bit. And we've also seen that, you know, it's, it's typically around, you know, CES. And then uh, it's also another time when, you know, when the uh, Bitcoin Miami is going on that, that the price has historically hit all-time highs, you know, or at least have some heavy movement. But those are going to be virtual this year. And so there's already a lot of excitement around, you know, Bitcoin already. And so it should be interesting to see, are people going to take their profits after the new year? Are they going to hold them? A lot of people are going to hold. Some people are going to, some people are going to get out. We'll, we'll see what happens and, and see uh, if we have a dip or not. Come new it, year. it feels different this time. You know, last time, I think it was unexpected for all of us to see it run up as fast and as furious as it did. And so we were like putting out extra shows because Bitcoin is going up so much time it feels different to me because i don't feel like there's any surprise we've been expecting this you know it's like oh hello bitcoin we've been expecting you welcome to the party you know we're glad you're here we've set the table and so i i don't feel surprised i feel like this is exactly where we thought we were going to be that's what it felt like and here we are and it's exciting and we're glad that this is moving but you know what it's it is exciting, but it's. Uh, I think it's just kind of like, as you mentioned, it's kind of like, mm, all right, yeah, well, it's what we expected it to happen, and so, cool deal. I mean, it doesn't seem like it's just overly exciting to me. It doesn't seem like, oh, my God, this is unbelievable. It seems like, all right, cool, we thought this was going to happen, and here it is, exactly what you said, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and you know what? I know that in other times, in more volatile times, I would wake up every morning and look and see what Bitcoin is at as soon as I went one of the very first things that I would do. Like, what is it now? Now, since we've been in this so long, it's like, eh, I, I don't even, I don't even, sometimes I'll wake up and I don't even, I don't even look at all. Like, I'm like, oh, wait, I don't even check the price of Bitcoin today. What is it? Oh, well, 2700 or 27000 Cool. Like, since it's past 20000 it's just on, it's on a rocket. So I don't know. I'm not, not, I'm not selling any at this point. Uh, in the last episode, we talked a little bit about predictions, and there's a roundup here we found on CryptoNews.com that uh, different industry experts. So just quickly in review, Jeremy Liu, who is a partner at Lightspeed Venture Partners, said Bitcoin should reach a half a million by 2030. Uh, Mike Novogratz makes the case that Bitcoin's market cap is expected to surpass gold's market cap, which is $7.5 trillion. And uh, Wences says who's the CEO and founder of Zappo says that Bitcoin shall reach a million dollars in five to 10 years time, which means no sooner than 2022, but as delayed as 2027. Mm. So that is interesting. 
Yeah, who knows, folks? We really don't know. We're going to see what happens. A lot of people are, are, are talking about this. There's a lot of people have a lot of predictions. I mean, there was that one document that was released by J.P. Morgan, I believe, and they're they're saying that Bitcoin's going to hit three hundred thousand dollars in two thousand twenty-one. I mean, there. I would say this: we are right now, folks, on a precipice of a lot of unknown, right? Because if you're paying attention to what's going on in politics, you know, January 6th is going to be a big day in D.C. That's when they're counting the electoral votes. What's going to happen with that? Is Biden going to go in? Or is Trump going to do some stuff and then he's going to stay in? I mean, depending on where you're getting your news from, it's obvious to you what's going to happen. <laughs> That's not necessarily the case. What you're hearing is maybe not necessarily the case because of your filter bubble. And so, Depending on what's going to happen on that, and then with the inauguration, these next three weeks, I think, are crazy in world history, potentially. And then what happens after that, who knows? And so, like, once we get a little more solidified on what's actually going to happen, then you can start guesstimating on where things are going to be moving in 2021. But, I mean, there's just so many unknowns right now, Sir Lord, Mr. Joe Com, that it's just hard to – any of these predictions – if there's one thing we can be certain of in life, it's uncertainty, right? Nothing right. stays the same. Everything changes. And those who think they know what the future is going to bring, um, it best case scenario, you know, they guess. I saw somebody tweet a couple weeks ago. Uh, he said, uh, you, can, you'll, you can count on seeing Bitcoin back under 10,000 before it'll hit 25,000. Count on it. Count. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay, based on what? You know, your charts, this is what your chart said. Uh, I counted on it. I sold everything. And then I, I sold all my Celsius at, at 11 cents. Yeah. That you're going to stick, aren't you? That. <laughs> I mean, when every week it seems to be going to a new all-time high. Oh, another 87% it's up this week. Like, no. Well, good for Celsius holders. That's true. Good for Celsius holders. I mean, and good for Mashinsky. You know, Alex oh, is man, something. It. That's awesome. He's got to be a billionaire now, right? Well, their market cap's over two two billion now. Yeah. Good for you, Alex. Come back on the show soon. We'll we'll talk about it some more. And as we go into 2021, remember the IRS. Yep, they are still very interested in your cryptos, and they want to find out who is not reporting their crypto buys and sells and paying their taxes on it. So, you know, I, I, I'm hoping that we can get uh, Clinton Donnelly uh, back on the show here during tax season again to talk about any changes that exist for this because tax returns for 2020 are due on April 15th, 2021. Uh, not likely to be a delay because of uh, COVID from this, this year. And there's a lot of questions still you know, about how to manage these and you guys need to be on the stick and do this right. You know, there's a thought that I just had on this is that, you know, I would almost say since so many people made such less money in 2020, right? I mean, I think that probably, you know, because of the small businesses being shut down and COVID and like, you know, most people made less money maybe than ever before, at least in a long time. And so I would, I would probably suggest that, the, the overall taxes that they're going to bring in in 2021 are going to be much less than before. And so I know they have a lot, a lot of people sitting around probably doing nothing. So maybe this is going to be an area they start looking into more because 
of uh, what's going on in the industry potentially. There's a checkbox that's now on the form that says at any time during 2019, did you receive, sell, send, exchange, or otherwise acquire any financial interest in any virtual currency? I'm assuming that's going to be on the 2020 returns that you're going to file in 2021 as well. And, and this is this yes or no box, according to this article, can be a real problem. The Department of Justice's tax division has successfully argued that the mere failure to check a box related to foreign account reporting is willfulness and that carries a higher penalty and an increased threat of criminal investigation crypto tax evasion and so you might you might not know that you have engaged with a foreign account but that could be like a foreign exchange right if you engaged with binance then uh, an accountant might say you should be checking yes on that mm. Because if you check no, and then it turns out that you did engage in transactions with crypto that year, um, explicitly answering it no could also, you know, expose you to some sort of criminal prosecution. Uh, this article here in Cointelegraph is is more thorough and interesting. I recommend that you go give it a read. And it's always good, especially if you're like sitting at home listening, if you're not on the road or whatever, and you're listening to the show to go to our show notes, because then you can pop open these articles as we go through them. The link for this episode is badco.in forward slash 474. And uh, we are not tax advisors but we do recommend that you do what's right and don't get yourself in trouble. Speaking of getting in trouble, it looks like Ripple might be in some trouble. Mm -hmm. The SEC is suing Ripple over illegal securities offering the XRP tokens. Now we've talked about this a few times and um, just overall, you know, what, what is the SEC going to do? Are they looking at some of these crypto assets as securities and yeah, Ripple Labs, its former and current CEOs are preparing to appear in court because the SEC is suing them over what they say illegal securities offerings of the XRP. And what you may have noticed is XRP has tanked. I did look and it said, I think it was back early November, 71 cents, I think it was the high high that I got. And then now it's in at 20 cents right now. So that's sad. Yes. Yeah, so are listing it too. It's a civil lawsuit against Ripple, against its uh, founder and former CEO, Christian Larson, and its current CEO, Brad Garlinghouse, who was on this show about three years ago. According to the lawsuit filed by the SEC during a seven-year period, Ripple has raised more than $1.3 billion through an unregistered securities offering. They're saying that it's illegal, that it's... Um, basically allowed the two executives to sell the asset to investors uh, who only knew what Larson and Garlinghouse chose to tell them. Mm. But here, here is something that's interesting that it might give some, some happiness to, or some, at least some hope and optimism to XRP holders because Ripple's not the only crypto to have faced this, right? So back in, um, well, I think it was July, 2019 kick, they had a, uh, a lawsuit with the SEC for conducting their illegal $100 million security offering. And then in October this year, they paid a $5 million fine. <laughs> and, then the, and then Block One, right, EOS, they raised, what, $4 billion? And they, they, they were sued, and they settled 
by paying a $24 million civil penalty. That'd be great. Tell you what, I'm going to raise $4 billion and I will pay $24 million penalty all day long. You know, that sounds to me like a kick-ass deal. <laughs> well, Brad is, is using Twitter. He's, uh, he's, he's fighting this and he says, thus far the world has heard the SEC's version of reality. The legal process will unfold from here and the world will have a much more robust and complete picture of the facts soon. Mm. So, you know, this obviously... Um, it's going to go down when it, you hear this kind of news and you're also, you know, we've got Coinbase is suspending trading. I don't know that they're the only exchange. I think eyes are on Binance right now, you know, yeah. Binance. Crypto.com took it off as well. Yep. Starting in January, you've got like, I don't know, 30 days or less to, uh, to remove your XRP from crypto.com and they're going to take it off there. I think they're just, you know, it's CYA. They're, they're like, we don't need to deal with this, so let's just remove it. Mm. Yep. And, and here's another interesting point. So Block One, they settled the charges and just agreed to pay a $24 million penalty. Kick, they settled and agreed to pay a five minutes. So there's not been one that's gone to court. There's not been one that sat through a jury and a judge and gone through the whole thing. Both these other companies settled. I don't know that XRP is going to settle. I think XRP is like, oh, yeah, let's go, bitches. And it's what it seems like they're going to do. If they're talking like we're going to take this all the way, then maybe we'll see one that actually goes to court and, and we get a big ruling on things. It, uh, did Kick die, though? Like, Kick is, is done, isn't it? A block one, obviously, is Ken. not. Well, Kick created Ken. Ken, I think, is still around. I, I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not doing amazing things, but I, I do recall it's still around. It's .00006 cents. So uh, there's no market cap to it uh, at all. I Like, it is totally in the tank so man i uh, thought that i thought that one had such good potential but again travis is not a financial advisor but if you look at the one year year over year it's up 1700 percent. yeah it is trading now uh, you can if you look at the the max chart uh you know from where it was at its high and then almost down to the gutter and it's it's up just a little bit and there is a little bit of volume on it i don't know Who's trading it? I don't know why. I don't know anything yeah. about the company. So maybe it's alive. Maybe it's it's Ooh. not. But block well, one you, is. In, uh, January 2018. That's been a good time to get the hell out of that one. <laughs> Would have been a good time to get out of everything for, you know, That's about true. a two and a half year period. Right. Uh, more news coming your way. First of all, I want to tell you about Electronium. They've gained widespread adoption of their crypto by providing a mobile-first payment solution to the world's unbanked, attracting more than 4 million users worldwide in less than three years. It's one of the most usable cryptos as it's enabled users to top up their phones in 140-plus countries and electricity in four countries. They've since launched a freelance marketplace that you've heard about on the show. Hopefully, you've checked it out. It's called anytask.com, and it's providing thousands of freelancers the opportunity to sell their services to buyers around the world without the need of a bank account. Let me say that again, without the need of a bank account empowering people. You can get thousands of high quality tasks starting at $1. So we've used it. We recommend you do as well. Go to anytask.com. You will find a lot of talent to do graphic design, to do web design, to do coding. The solutions that you need 
for less, anytask.com, and you could pretty much get any task done at anytask.com. Mm, I need a massage. Can I get that task done? I don't know. You might have to go to India to get it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. All right. So here's a, an interesting article by, by payments.com. It has no vowels, though. P-Y-M-N-T-S.com. I'd like to Turkey buy a vowel. Set, yeah. Turkey set to test a digital currency in 2021. Japan is also preparing to release a central bank digital currency. Central bank digital currencies are all the rage, and we're going to start seeing more and more of these countries popping them up. I think especially because of this COVID and the shutdown thing. And, you know, I think what seems to me is like we're entering the end of life cycle of paper money and fiat currencies, and they're going to switch fiat currencies over to digital currencies. And it really seems as if, you know, some of these, some countries are going to become more they're going, to man, they're going to mandate that you have vaccines. And if you don't, then maybe you don't get your universal basic income. There's really interesting stuff happening on different countries, different rules. The UK is shutting some stuff down. I mean, I think 2021, I mean, it's going to be a, a, another doozy of a year just because of the new policies people are going to put into place. I mean, I keep hearing about a vaccine passport and some other stuff. Are we going to be able to travel like we were used to, you know, in the, in the other olden days, are they going to get rid of paper money? Some of these countries are going to start going to these central bank digital currencies. You know, that's why we love the decentralized stuff of Bitcoin. I think that's why Bitcoin is another reason it's taken off is because it can create sovereign wealth for folks to get outside of the system and it, we could be quite frankly looking at the crashing of the system that we've known for a hundred plus years right now. It's, it's wild times. I guess keep your ammo dry. <laughs> this could be challenging times indeed. You know, we addressed last week that this run has been different in that the altcoins have not been swept up into the frenzy. But, you know, remember last time around in 2017 was ICO season, right? So all of these altcoins that were coming into the market were following in Bitcoin's wake because there was the promise of all these different use cases for cryptocurrency. And people were pouring money into it, um, you know, many hoping to get rich quick. Well, that's not happening this time. But there still are many great projects out there that are attempting to build, you know, on, on blockchain. And, you know, we talked about uh, Electronium, you know, with a use case three years later after their ICO. We're big fans of WAX and build our digital collectibles on WAX. Real use case for uh, using fast crypto with with no fees and many are wondering though if we're going to see altcoins in general you know grab the coattails of bitcoin and make big moves upward mm. yeah and i want to i want to actually read this to you this was from mati greenspan's uh email newsletter that it came out yesterday it said alt season is a myth and he says this, the term above is no more than outdated terminology that refuses to die. In general, the term altcoin has meant any crypto besides Bitcoin. China's digital currency, the DCEP, is already in live deployment and is being tested by everyday merchants and consumers. Not sure we would classify this as an altcoin. 
if you look at both graphs above, which he has some graphs in there, it's like there seems to be more than two different categories. To me, it makes more sense to analyze the market as a dynamic multi-class asset system rather than alt-season and not alt-season. And uh, I think that's, that's a really thing. So when it comes to programmable money, there are many categories as there are coins. Bitcoin's under or overperformance during any given period is a gross oversimplification of the terminology at best. At worst, it's an attempt to cherry pick data off the charts and to pawn on to noobs. And that's his two sats. Yeah. So alt season, there's all kinds of different potential crypto caps, right? And there's different, you know, there's, there's different exchanges, there's different technologies, there's different use cases. And so the maximalists, they're all on Bitcoin. But some of these other cryptos are just as good, especially with DeFi and, you know, and, and, and Ethereum taking off and supply chain stuff. And so it's like, yeah, maybe, maybe we start looking at it more as uh, different multi-class assets instead. All right, here's another interesting article on blockchain technology and voting. And uh, we believe that it could be very helpful to have some uh, voter registration and audit results on blockchain, but we don't know if it's the exact right solution. We have an interesting conversation coming up in the next few episodes with uh, Eloise Marchese, something like that, and Giacomo. I don't remember the last names. They're Italian. They got these big, fancy last Italian names. <laughs> but it's a great conversation around blockchain and voting. And that may, keep your eyes out because that will pop out in the next couple of weeks. Keep your eyes popped. Pop them out. Because they're going to be pop, pop, pop. There go your eyes. Well, it was an interesting year indeed, Sir Lord Travis Wright, and the team at Cointelegraph has put together a blooper reel of the team's most unexpected moments of 2020, and we're in this blooper reel, Travis. Uh, you know, we are, because we were part of the Bitcoin having party live stream. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was weird. So we, um, we, we were hosting um, this panel of crypto mm -hmm. personalities and this dude named uh crypto chica came in while we were doing introductions and he started you know swearing and yelling at other people and he did this rant and then he disappeared <laughs> it was yeah but it's actually chico crypto because crypto chica sounds like a crypto chick that would be like a <laughs> latina crypto woman but this is a dude Chico Crypto, and he's got long hair, and he's got a bad attitude, and he just went off. He went off on – I think he went off on Ben. Wasn't he the Bitcoin boy or something? Maybe. I don't yeah. know, but because it of what nuts. he did, um, we're just, like, standing there like, what's happening? This is, and like, seven hours into their having conversation, <laughs> and then apparently, or at least the word on the street is that Chico – got on his own live stream and then told all of his people to go and downvote the, the YouTube stream of Cointelegraph or something. And they gave it a strike and then it shut the stream down. Yeah. They just closed it off while we were still going. <laughs> well, we were glad to have participated in that and you can uh, see the highlights of the live stream is, uh, is on their site and uh, there's some other awkward moments as well that you'll find in this article uh, some some moments of levity during a very uh, traumatic year wait a second like in that they, well one of the other ones they had there they said that, that mcafee poses with his ak-47 with the former head of news mcafee did that with us too like we were t and not only that we, 
the very first time that we interviewed McAfee. He like he gets a rubber band around his arm and he starts creating a tourniquet. Like, wait a second, what are you doing, McAfee? Are you gonna do some craziness right here on our video? <laughs> what the it, it looked like he was going to. It looked like he was going to shoot up some heroin or something, like live on bad crypto, and like this is really bad. That's craziness. He's in prison right now. Sorry, sorry to hear that. Yeah, in uh, Spain. In Spain. I bet he's learning some pretty good Spanish words. I'll bet he is as well. No me gusta. No me gusta. That's I don't like. So obviously people are waking up to the power of Bitcoin and some are seeing the fact that the uh, fiat currencies of the world are failing. Well, there is a member of the National Football League. His name is Russell Okung. He work, plays for the Carolina Panthers, and he has announced that he is going to receive half of his salary, which is a $13 million salary in 2020. Uh, half of it's going to come in Bitcoin. So he's the first player from any major U.S. sports league to receive his salary via Bitcoin. Mm. Yeah, so what they've done is the Carolina Panthers, they have partnered with this Bitcoin platform called Zap. And basically what they're going to do is they're going to deposit 6.5 million into Zap's strike product. And then they're going to swap the salary for Bitcoin. And then that money will then be sent to Okung's uh, virtual wallet. And, uh, oh, you know, he mentioned this about a year ago. He wanted to have his salary in Bitcoin. And oh my, if he had gotten that done a year ago, you know, that would have been his 6.5 million would be about 18 million at this point or so, depending on when that salary was, was getting kicked in. But, how cool is that? Professional athletes are starting to say, hey, you know what? Let's take, I don't want this dirty fiat. Give me some of this crypto and some dirty fiat. And uh, pretty fancy. I think this is great, great news. And um, also, if you guys like the NFL and, and you like crypto and, and you're doing betting, you should check out mybookie.ag. This is not even a sponsor on this episode. They've been on a previous episode, but I love it. I'm having so much fun because it's taking smart contracts. So basically what happens is you make your bet. It goes into a smart contract. When the game is done, boom, that money instantly goes back into your account. It's freaking awesome. I'm having fun with it. You you bet it a few times too, yeah? I lost. I, lost. Uh, I took the minus 11 for the Chiefs for Sunday, and it was actually a close game with with atlanta and uh, they won but uh, they did not win by mm. enough so i sad. had an interesting thing with me on the uh, i bet the over it was 47 points i bet the over for buffalo and patriots because i thought ah it's 45 degrees it's in buffalo it's in it's in uh, boston you know the patriots aren't in the playoffs this year for the first time in like 14 years or something and I figured, all right, this could be an interesting one because the Patriots are, you know, they got the Bills coming in. They're going to want to do a show. The exact total was 47 points. Hmm. And so I didn't realize what was going to happen on that. And apparently what happens is, is you just get your bet back. So I got my bet back. Oh, I got my bet back. So I didn't lose. But the Patriots did miss an extra point, which would have made me a winner. So, again, the Patriots pissed me off. Thanks a lot, Patriots. There you go. That's why they're there, just to yeah. make your life miserable. You know, <clears throat> with social media being so rancorous these mm -hmm. days, and, and it seems like people 
picking sides. Everybody's upset with one another and rah, you're an idiot. No, you're an idiot. It's nice to see shades of humanity. Like we used to see more of this. I think it still exists. It's that it's just not put in front of us. We covered the story a couple of weeks ago that there was a guy who was um, sending 4,005 chain link which is worth about $47,000 to a, a smart contract on Ethereum blockchain. But then he realized after he sent it that the, the chain didn't support his token. And so he tagged um, Vitalik to say if anybody could help reverse the transaction. And you can't really, you can't do that. I mean, that's mm -hmm. blockchain is forever. Uh, but apparently the crypto community is helping make up for his big loss by donating to him. And he's received $11,000 in tokens uh, from more than 200 deposits. So I'm going to go make a big mistake and tell people that I made a big mistake. So they donate to me. I made a big mistake. I sold Celsius at 11 cents. <laughs> donate to Travis. <laughs> <laughs> I also lost 55 Bitcoin. Help me. I should be on a beach somewhere. I'm not. I'm, I, instead, I'm here beaching. You are beaching. Uh, some big news from the NFT world, Sir Lord Travis Wright. If you go to dapradar.com, you will see the list of dapps ranked uh, from all the different chains, Ethereum, EOS, Tron, IOST, so on, so on, and so forth. And looking right now, the number eight dap of all dapps across all chains is a game called Upland that is built on EOS. We've had Dirk from Upland on the show before. Uh, Travis and I have been fans of Upland from the get-go. By the way, this is not This is the total list of dApps, including like Uniswap and stuff. If you look at games, it's the number three game on dApp radar in mm -hmm. terms of uh, daily users and balances and all that. And uh, we've, uh, we've really gotten to know the Upland team and have them about working together on creating a set of digital collectibles on the wax blockchain featuring upland um, artwork and properties and block explorers and such mm -hmm. and um, we are doing some really cool stuff with us not only that but there's going to be some blockchain heroes mm -hmm. um, voxels which are be so beautiful they've been created they are beautiful we're going to be doing some promo stuff with that and what's cool about this, they, did a, they have an article here on Medium where they were talking about um, what they want to do. So what they want to do is like if you're on Upland and if you have your own Explorer, like if you're a director or an executive in the game, then you can donate your likeness, uh, your custom Explorer's likeness to the game. It will be turned into an NFT and become part of the final deck. And what's cool about this, what I didn't even realize this, is they're going to give the first two minutes of those cards to those folks and give them a reward of 20,000 Upix as a thank you. And uh, I think that's great. And they're looking to launch this thing late Q1 in, in uh, first of the year. Really excited about it. They've got a very robust community of people like property is selling out so fast in Upland now, you know, when we got into it, it was just San Francisco and we were able to complete some collections and buy some properties. They've opened up Manhattan now in New York. And I see now they're opening up some new collections and I go to try to buy properties. For, they're all gone. 
Like they're, they're selling so fast for so many people. So as they open up new cities, it's going to be a, a mad dash for this virtual real estate. So I think that the digital collectible set is going to be really big. And uh, we want you guys to be part of that. So, you know, if you're not, if you listen to us for the crypto and blockchain portion, but you're missing out on the NFT side of what we do, we really want to invite you to come on in. The water's fine. We're, we're helping pioneer and lead the way in this space. It's a lot of fun. Fun. We're, we're working with some really amazing, interesting people, and we're doing some really cool things. And I say they're cool because we ain't going to, you know, make something that's not cool. We want some. We want to create collectibles that we would want to collect. So, by virtue of that, they're going to be cool. Mm. We're having a lot of fun delivering delight with these NFTs, and and you know, Joel said a few times he thinks 2021 is going to be the year of the NFT, and um, I think. These next few years are going to be the years. This is going to be the decade of NFTs for sure. There's going to be a lot of stuff that pops up because they're not just digital collectibles. They can be so much. You, you're, I think most likely your, you know, your digital blockchain voter ID will be an NFT of some sort. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of other things that'll pop out that'll be NFTs as well. Um, you know, uh, William Quigley, who is the CEO of Wax, he seems to think that everything that's not food will have an NFT digital deed of some sort attached to pretty much everything in the future and so if you can't if you can if you can't eat it then it'll probably be an nft in some way so you might want to start understanding the implications of the space sooner than later if you can't eat it maybe you can smoke it you can't eat it or smoke it or shoot it or spend it that's gonna be an nft can you smell it <laughs> i don't know they do not uh, anyway. have farts they do not have programmable farts yet yet we uh we do our show on fridays called the nifty show that happens at what time i'm I'm in a different time zone right now so i'm trying to get my time straight uh 5 p.m eastern uh two o'clock pacific fridays live at nifty.show forward slash youtube or even mo better nifty.show forward slash theta same show only one's on uh tyrannical youtube and the other one is on uh um uh what uh, what's the word i Live decentralized decentralized live video streaming site Theta TV. So so check us out there. And Sir Lord Travis, right? We have a lot of things planned for this community. Some things we cannot reveal to you quite yet, but you're not going to want to miss out on what we've got coming. And if you want to be in the know, Travis and I are uh, playing with a new social media network that is explodifying. It's called Clubhouse. The website is joinclubhouse.com. It's basically, um, it's all audio and it's like disappearing audio. So you either are there in the room to listen to it and to engage with us or you miss it. It's not recorded and they're in private beta right now, but um, they're going to be it soon. It's only on iOS. And, you know, we've talked for a long time, Trev, about you and I doing some more content, especially around this area of talking tokens with Travis and Joes. That's right. And uh, I think that's going to be fun. So this platform, it really is, as you mentioned, it's sort of a, uh, it's a, it's a chat room, audio only. There's no texting. There's no even chat windows in there. If you want to you know, mention something, you can raise your hand and get brought on stage and then uh, and you can talk about it. So it's pretty cool. And it is fleeting information. It's here and then it's gone. What I find myself doing is I'll sit in rooms that I'm interested in and then I'll have a notebook 
where I'm just taking notes for me to go mm-hmm. to go do research later on down the road. It's like, if they're saying something, I'm like, Oh, that's interesting. I'm going to go research that. I've never heard of that before. And I was in, I, I like to go into the conspiracy room there in the evenings. There is, it, it's hilarious. And uh, there's some really interesting people out there in the space and um, you know, clubhouse relatively new There's about a million people on it. It is a centralized platform. It is not blockchain at all, but we do think that we can reach some normies this way and uh, connect with them and chat about Bitcoin and, and all the other tokens out there. So I think we're going to do a talking tokens room of some sort, and we're going to want you guys to join us there. So go to joinclubhouse.com, put your username or your email into the waiting list. And then if you have some friends that are already in there, they'll invite you in. Like if their phone, if your phone number is in their phone, whenever they connect and they added their contacts, they can see when you arrive and they can add you in. I'm already out of of invites. They only give you five. And, um, but I think if, once we get our rooms set up officially, then we can be able to give you guys a link and let lots of people in or something. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you do get on, follow us at Joel Com and at T-W-T-E-E-D-U-B-Y-A. And uh, that way you'll be able to be notified. I'm, I'm seeing all of my peers, Travis, hop on. And I'm seeing some crypto people that are peers as well hop on. I see uh, Ian Bellina, you know, for example, is, uh, is on the platform and using it for, uh, for his community. And I know I saw some others um, in the crypto community pop on a little earlier today, but I'm seeing some people that are practically living here now, uh, you know, in this age of, of um, being disconnected because so many lockdowns, people mm-hmm. are looking for connection. I got to tell you, like, I've already got 636 followers and I've only used it for a short time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you've been jumping on there. I think if you get to become, jump on the stage, then more and more people mm-hmm. will follow you. I've not actually been on any stages except the one room that, that we were in. One thing I do like about it is that there's no algorithms. There's no filter bubble, right? It's like, here are rooms, jump in. There's no, there's no censorship. There's no way that, that some you know, technology can shape your opinion or shape your thoughts on it because it's live audio. There is no algorithms that are impacting this thing yet. There is no censorship. There's no filter bubbles. I love that because most all other social media at this point has all of those. They're showing you stuff that, you know, continues your cognitive bias. That's what's crazy about this conspiracy room that I've been in is that you're hearing people going, wait a second, what? And they're like, I thought this, I was like, you're crazy. And then I went and researched and I came back and they were like, damn, you're right. Like, so it's like, it is interesting to me how, how a platform like this can open people's eyes through discussions and it's much more sane and more polite than Twitter and YouTube comments and some of these other places where people can just be an asshole. It seems like if you're saying it from your voice and it's tied to your reputation and it's tied to the person who invited you in, people act a lot more civil. It, to me, see, at this point, the most civil social media platform that I've seen in a long time, maybe since Blab probably. It really is. So we encourage you guys. I'm sorry if you're on Android because it's not available there yet. If you have uh, an iPad, I think it might work there. But if you have an iPhone, go to joinclubhouse.com, get in the beta. And maybe even, you know, if you get on and you need an invite, 
email crypto podcast at gmail.com because if we can spot you in the app then we can let you in we're probably going to start doing the first uh, talking tokens uh here pretty soon and here's the cool thing is when you come in the room um you don't you don't just listen you can raise your hand and we can say oh you want to you know suggest a token and we bring you up on stage and that just means that you're able to talk to to the group and you say yeah would you look at this coin or that coin and we can look at it together it's very casual and yet it feels a little podcasty because it's all voice mm -hmm. podcast ish it podcast is and i think one of the things we might do is like do some after party type of things like you know where we the show goes live or you know maybe we'll do a show continuation or we'll have a time where we're like hey here's the news that just happened and then we can go and have another show around that where we're just continually talking about some of the things that happened today and you guys can jump in and ask questions and i think it's gonna be a fun way to engage Mm -hmm. And we're also working on a system to be able to reward those of you who are listeners. You know, in the past, we've done proof of listening NFTs, but we're working on an idea right now. Actually, we're, for, we're it's not just an idea anymore. We were, are working on a system to reward listeners of the show. We're developing a social token. There, I said it. More about that coming soon. I'm not sure if you'll be able to use it to bet against others in Chain Game, but what you can do is against the rest of the world with your favorite crypto projects and characters and super crypto cart it's a cart racing game available for windows mac linux and android for all you linux users that have been waiting for the crypto cart game now it's there supports real crypto payouts for multiplayer racing battle mode rocket league capture the flag and if you have what it takes to be number one get in the competition hop in the bad coin cart go to chaingames.io download this install it race you're gonna have fun yep yep and it is really cool actually you were talking about linux i heard that there's maybe a, a linux uh, phone coming out soon they're using a linux os to kind of because here we are we're all stuck on apple or we're all stuck on android how cool would it be to not have to be stuck on one of those platforms and here i am stuck in the middle with you i know this is crazy but at least you're staying bad did you just abruptly end the show I don't think I did because the show seems to still be going on. You just, you like, you just like, you just, we were going like 50. We were slowing down a little bit, you know, for a while. I, just, got, I, just, got, I just jumped out the car and just did, the, <laughs> did one of those rolls. You like did that. the stop, drop, and roll. Stay back. <laughs> Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoins and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. <laughs> ah. Ooh. I gotta stop doing that. <laughs>